The obvious question this week is, what do you stand for? I'm Mike Trevisano with Bob Meyer and Joe Pertalic. Each week, one of us asks the other two a question that may seem to be obvious, but doesn't seem to have an obvious answer. See what we can figure out. We invite you to help us on our site, obviousquestion.wordpress.com, or on our Facebook page for The Obvious Question. This week, Bob asks Joe and I what we stand for. And he's not being light or hypothetical about it. He isn't asking us what we would stand for, but rather, what do we stand for in our day-to-day life? What principle do I put myself at risk for? What stance do I take that could cost me my job or even my life? We recorded this a couple months ago when San Francisco 49er quarterback Colin Kaepernick chose to sit during the playing of the national anthem at football games in order to protest the treatment of black people and people of color in the United States. This question, though, is even more alive as very recently millions of people protested the inauguration of Donald Trump and continue to participate in protests on a myriad of issues. As you'll hear in our discussion, we try to draw a distinct and tough line between principles that we quietly and safely support to our like-minded individual friends and those that might place us at risk. What do we stand for? Everybody's familiar with the Colin Kaepernick, you know, not standing for the national anthem and... uh, it's happened twice now. I, I think the, the first time he didn't stand, the second time he, he kneeled. And, you know, everybody, it's going to be interesting to see not only what our opinions are on the matter, but it gets into that question of, you know, wh- what do you stand for? And uh, what do you believe in? And uh, sometimes you might protest something and it might not be taken the right way, but it, it's definitely uh, spawned some conversation, I think, across the nation. So, that's the question out there today is, that what, what do you stand for? Are you willing to stand up for something that you believe in? So I'll throw it out there. Yeah, my first you know, instinct, Bob, is, is to look at that situation and say, I know so little about it, and pretty much every, everything like that that gets picked up by the news, that I, I, hear, I see a clip, I, I, I have an instantaneous you know, response to it, like a... a gut feeling about how it's going. And I don't really know enough about it. I don't know enough about who he is as a person. I don't think about his past or his, you know, his beliefs or anything else. All I know is he, he wouldn't stand. So my initial reaction is, Ooh, wow. How could he do that? And then I saw a little clip about him talking about why he didn't stand about, you know, the police brutality, the, the, uh, impact on minorities, you know, negative impact on minorities. And, and I, it wasn't more than a, a second or two. And I thought I'm with that guy. Yeah, I would. I would also say those things as well. I don't say them that way, but but he's pretty brave to put himself out there like that. So I don't have. I have to think a little bit about what you know. What do I stand for? But but in this situation, I think we have too much, too little information about too many topics that gets us in trouble, or gets me in trouble, where I I react to it and I have an opinion very quickly about right or wrong. In this case, I think what he's doing may be wrong in the sense that it's impacting people in a negative way, but I think he's doing the right thing. I, I find that question is tough for me because uh, I feel like I haven't been uh, I have I've never really stood for anything. So it's hard for me to say, you know, what would you stand for? Well, my list could be really long and sound really awesome. You know, I'd stand for the rights of the you know disenfranchised. Yeah. Well, do you? You know, because there's lots of disenfranchised right now. Are you standing for them? You know, in, in my day to day life, I'm not, you know. I, I would but see, you know, there's this, excuse me, 
there's this impulse to say that, yeah, I would stand for them, but but do I really right now in my in my day to day life? In fact, if I look back on my own history, you know, there was only one time where I think I I took a strong stance on a principle and 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 quit, you know, quit a job, you know, volunteered to go on, you know, to be unemployed for, you know, three or four months, you know, super stressful time period. And if I really challenge myself and I look back on that, on the details of that situation, it was loaded with ego and all sorts of shit that had nothing to do with, you know, being really on the side of right. You know, no, dude, you wanted more money and you didn't, didn't work out for you. And you thought you'd take it all the way to the end and you paid, you know, and you, and you got lucky in the end to get out of it. So even that one, I, it's a tough question because I think until you're you're placed in a position where where you're we have to stand, you don't know if you will or not. Well, that's what yeah. I mean. The cool thing is, Joe, you 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 went to a little bit of the Colin Kaepernick thing and and knowing more about the situation because I can tell you my immediate reaction and and this is a bad thing is is I judge my reaction based on what I knew of him, which is little that. I don't know. He just—he's not my favorite quarterback. <laughs> so my impression of him is like—I—I I, I don't know. I—he's I, not the greatest character influence in my life, and I'm not a real big 49ers fan. So I think depending on where you stand with that, you might go, "Well, all right, he's a horrible person." And then I—I I hear what Mike's saying about it had me thinking back in my own life of, "Yeah, what are those things that I stood up for?" And I was, I'm taking a stand. And I don't—I don't care if I'm persecuted. I don't care if. People are on the wrong side of this thing, but I'm going to stand up for this thing. And I have to give him credit for that the second time, because even with all the media backlash and everything, you could say, well, I'm not I'm not going to do it. He might have chosen the wrong, um, you know, thing to do to say, well, you know, I'm going to protest this. But my way of doing it is that maybe those two things don't mesh together. And that's the big rub. Um, But even for me, it's like. I think sometimes it comes down to like taking a big risk. Like I remember when I worked for MetLife um, back in New York City and they were laying off lots of folks and I was, guess, one of the chosen few that was going to have a career path and get to go somewhere. So I knew all these other people that they said they were going to give jobs to were going to be fired. Um, But they were all kind of like just kind of like these little lemmings kind of like walking in this direction saying we're going to go this way and hey we'll take you here and you can see this new office we have in New Jersey and maybe you can go there but I knew like who was on the the go list and who wasn't but I was very vocal like when we had like I don't know like we had different meetings set up for like stress of dealing with loss of a job and things like that and I um, you know I stood up in front of folks and and told them what my opinion was and told people that you know you're going to be fired and and I mean I risked everything, and I was like, "Wow!" It's like I didn't, it felt good in a way, um, but I don't remember too many other points in my life where you know I just threw it all out there and said, "You know, this is it's that thing that it's like it's worth dying over." You know, those kind of moments. And Bob, you just you triggered me because I was you know I was thinking about that. You know, what are you willing to die for? I think that's where the risk comes in because, like Mike's story, uh, I've been there. I know I know what that feels like to to think you're doing that, you're standing up for something. But, you know, if you really think about it, if you really feel where you are, you probably have a plan B or you probably have something where, you know, you're going to come out okay. 
But I know we've asked this question before with uh, a number of different seminars and stuff. We'd ask people, what are you willing to die for? You know, when we bring up the issue like of terrorists who strap these bombs to their chests and go out and, and blow themselves up, they know they're going to die. Now, they, they have a view of what's going to happen next that's different than my view, but they actually are blowing themselves up. I mean, they, they believe in something so strongly that they, they have these explosives. There's no way they're going to survive it, walk into a crowded area and pull a thing. They're, I think they're crazy. You know, I think it's a, an insane move on their part, but at the same time, they're doing it. I'm not. And I don't. I can tell you quite honestly, there's nothing I would strap a bomb to myself and blow myself up for. I mean, you, you say, well, what about your your family, your grandkids or something like that? Oh, definitely. I'd do it for them. Hell no, I wouldn't. I mean, I would do it in the sense that if that would really solve the problem, maybe I'd think about it. I'm not even sure I would do it. But I would love to believe I would do it, that I would actually put my own life at real risk for something I believed very strongly in. And I would say at the moment, you know, outside of the possibility of, of friends or family, there's, there's nothing. There's no, I don't have any belief that's that strong that would put me in a position where I'd say, and I'll risk my life for that. I just don't. But it could be that in the moment thing, you know, it's kind of like, you know, somebody is, uh, you know, let's, let's just throw it out there. A close friend or a family member is walking across the street and you see a car swerving, it's going to hit them. I think that instantaneously you're going to jump out there and risk your life to save their life. And you might get hit by that car. So maybe you didn't put a lot of thought into what you believed, but the preservation and the love that you have for that person, it, you know, it might overcome you at the point. What I'm trying to say is you're, you're probably stronger than you think you are. And that goes well, I'm with you, Bob, on the idea I might do it. But it, to me, that's not a belief. My belief is that I would survive it. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I, I might hesitate <laughs> i might, I yeah. might like lean in a well, little you might bit not even I, I don't think you even have time to, to to you know gather your beliefs at that point it's just like i said it, right and, yeah. and that's what i'm saying so that to me that that doesn't fit the picture of what do i what i believe that i'm ready to die for me it's like mm -hmm. that's a that's an impulse and i would yeah i'd probably do something crazy and if i died I, it wouldn't be that i thought i was going to or that yeah I, and my brain didn't calculate the risk factor yeah. it, what it did is it just Acted. Well, this is cool. And do you think the Kaepernick thing was an? I don't know if anybody asked him that. Was it an impulse thing, or do you think he planned this thing out? Like, oh well, you know, when are we going to have a game again? I think I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, or I wonder. I wonder how much thought he put into it. Well, I give did he announce it before? Yeah. Did he announce it before the first time he did it? Was yeah, it yeah, news yeah. before he did it? I don't think so. I don't. I like he just the first time he just he just didn't stand. I don't know. I don't follow football. I don't yeah, know. I don't think I he did. I didn't. I, I, it just basically came out after, you know. Yeah. So I would say the first time I give him some credit, if that's true, that he un instinctively just did it. I think from this point forward, he's doing it. Obviously, he's doing it on purpose. It's not like he's saying, oop, I think I'll do it again this time, you know, in the, in the split second. But to go back to what we're talking about, I think this is really important for me as far as my belief structure. You know, I, I really don't do things that I think are going to get me killed. I don't have... Like some people say, I die for my faith. I die for my country. Well, I was in the military and I spent four years, you know, in the Navy, but I wasn't prepared to die. I mean, I was, I was serving. Yes, I was at risk. Yes, but we're all at risk every day for stuff. But I can't come up with the thing that I would say, yes, I would trade me for that. In other words, I would, and that's a horrible example, but I would strap this bomb to my chest and go. I might carry a gun and go. I might, you know, do something that puts me at risk. But I'm sure as heck not looking to trade at this point in my life. There's no there's no swap. Now again, pose the question, what if one of your grandchildren was sick and you could give them your heart or something like that? I'd like to say yes. 
Uh, again, that'll never happen. Those scenarios are fun to talk about, but <clears throat> they're not real life. Real life is I'm I'm, I'm holding back. Mm. I'm not I'm not going to jump in and trade one for the other. Just just where I am. Yeah, it's 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 hypotheticals are are always the worst. They yeah. always are the worst. You know, would would I fight for freedom? Damn right. If if Hitler came back today, right now, there was a new incarnation of Hitler, right? I have this belief that yeah, I'd sign up. I'd sign up and go. But there, right now, that's not happening. You're right. So I'm not really tested. I know. I know when I talk to my my grandparents are have all passed away, but but I remember when talking to them about the sense of what was going on in the country when World War II began. I got the impression that that was very real. Like I'm gonna go stop that. I'm gonna go play play my role. To, to stop that. And I don't think that they used words like I'm going to defend freedom. You know, what they what they were doing is is joining together, joining together to stop something that was that I believe they really thought was fundamentally evil. That's the impression I get from them. Right. And it's secondhand, whatever. And I would like to think again, hypothetical, that I would be the same way. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm not challenged with that, you know, to the personal situations, you know, I absolutely, I'd give up any one of my organs for, for my wife or son. I would, happy, you know, lungs, heart, kidneys, whatever they would need, I would give it. I would, I would, I'm happy. I know that, but uh, that's different to me than than you know a bigger, wider belief. See, I, ooh, this is killing me because I think that as as a nation, we're we're weak, we're weak people. This fact that we're struggling with these beliefs and what we're willing to die for, but yet we're fighting an enemy right now, like Joe mentioned, the strapping the the bombs to the chest. Uh, kids are willing to do that. Parents are willing to strap those devices to their kids and roll them out there. And, and the interesting thing is, I don't know if anybody's had the conversations with them, but it's based on their beliefs, right? Like they're willing to do that. They believe that's the right thing to do. And, and their belief mm. of what's going to happen in the afterlife is different than ours too but as a nation even this whole fact that we're talking about the national anthem it's even that's gotten weak right i mean i think you talk about grandparents mike i i know from my dad's perspective that fought in the military that you know you know you don't have to say like tears come to your eyes but there's like a notion of that flag and i fought for that and what that means and standing up and now it's 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 i don't know it's just not it doesn't seem like it's anything i mean Sure, it's it's sitting there at a sporting event, and everybody says, you know, take your hat off, and we spend about thirty seconds, and then if some kid's singing the national anthem, that might be cute, but it doesn't seem like it seems like we have to really be poked in the chest, and it's got to be right in front of us to say, well, we're going to take up arms and we're going to do this, and yeah, you know, and what what scares me when I think of the young men and women who are in the armed forces now is that uh, they're engaging because the because of the story it's it's like the the leadership if that's I'll use that word loosely is able to lean on a much more powerful palpable urgent story from the past to say now you go do this today is is it the same is this a hitler well, come on, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, go on. Yes, you know, right. And and they're putting the same things at risk for a story that I don't think is is to me doesn't ring as true. I don't feel it. I've, and I, I worry for them. I, I I 
I would not be okay with a draft happening now that would take my son away. No. Under any of these current mm-hmm. conflicts? Yeah. No way. So you're going to hide him in the basement somewhere? I'm not going to hide him in the basement, but maybe this goes back to your question. I would I would take action to make sure that he doesn't go. In, unless he has the belief that it's real and he mm-hmm. believes he wants to go do it. Then I step back. Yeah. I, I'm sure of that. But if that's not the case, then I'm going to do everything I, I, I can to make sure that he's not engaged in something that is just based on some wacko's notion of, of I don't know, what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sitting here thinking, I, I get it. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing the stories. But let me ask you this question then. So we all have history. If we all have grandparents or parents that fought in the war, Hitler, the whole bit. Um, so there's a flag and, and you're being held captive and they want you to burn it. And if you don't burn it, they're going to kill you. What's your belief there? Do you burn the flag or do you take a hit? You know, let them kill you because they're going to kill you if you don't burn that flag. Well, because I work out every day, Joe, I would say, I would say, you know, they're (laughs) going to have to kill. They're going to torture me. I mean, because there's no way they're going to burn my flag. I mean, come on. I'm going to be honest and say, no, burn, I'll burn that thing. I'll do whatever you want. I mean, because it's (laughs) self-preservation. But Maybe if I was like Iron Man or like, you know, if I would, if I knew that I would have like, you know, book residuals and all these different speaking engagements after the fact, yeah, I'd stand up and I knew I could walk out the door. I'd be tortured, you know, and then I'd run for president. You know, that it's all far fetched. I think even the stories that we have of, of valor and courage out there are still somewhat embellished, you know. And I'm thinking, Bob, there are stories where people die for their faith. I mean, I've, I've heard this for years. I mean, people will be challenged, you know, denounce your God or we'll kill you. And they, they don't, and they kill them. I mean, it's like, whoa, hold on a second. I hate to say it, guys, but I'd denounce in a minute. I'd burn the flag. I, what else do you want me to do? Got a, got some more stuff I can do? I'll do it. You know, what do you need? <laughs> it sounds pretty weak, doesn't it? I'm just I'm laughing at myself thinking it. But to me, I think this is where we're as a country and as a, as a people, we're missing the point. The flag is meaningless. The flag is, is a piece of cloth with, with stripes and you know, stars and that kind of thing. So, so what? I think if we give up certain freedoms and we give up certain ideals and we allow certain things to happen, the way we are today and what this person is sitting down for isn't about, about singing or the flag or anything like that. It's about what's going on, what's really going on. And those things we ought to be standing up for. I should be standing up for. I should be you know, every day I should be beating on somebody's door, beating on the local um, police groups or the I should be there doing it. And I'm not, you know, I'm talking to you guys, you know, occasionally I have a conversation with somebody. Oh, isn't that terrible? But I'm not doing the things that this person's looking for me to do, looking for us to do. Yeah, uh, maybe as, as uh, I know, we've, we've been talking for a while, and I don't know if we're at our closing thoughts, but I'll, I'll pretend as though we are, and then this is mine. It's the same challenge I'd give, my, give myself every single time, and, and you kind of said it real good there, Joe. What do I believe in? What do I have? And what am I doing about it? And if it's nothing, then what does that say about me? You know, there's a lot of awful words that go along with that, you know. Am I doing it because I'm a coward? Because I'm lazy? You know what? What are the things that are keeping me from from making a difference in stuff that really make makes a difference? 
Yeah, and we've we've had this conversation, uh, you and I, Mike, and I think Bob. We've all been involved in the "What Would We Die For" conversation, and I've thought about it for a lot of years. And this is going to sound kind of sappy, but um, what I've come to understand for myself is I would die for something I love, and love not in a in whatever way that would make it you know icky or or sappy, whatever, but but something that really mattered, something that I'm totally tied to, that I'm connected to, that that literally I can't live without, and. Uh, and those categories then become family, friends, things that matter. But I would still say that there's a piece of me that, Mike, you said it before, hasn't been tested. And the little piece that have been tested make me think I may not jump in too quickly on anything. So I'd, I'd be curious, but the what ifs, as you said, they, they just kill you. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll stop with that and let it go with that. I guess on the Kaepernick thing, I, I guess I give him a little bit more respect now after hearing some of the thoughts on the podcast about the fact that he's just took a stand, and he took a stand twice. Um, so whether you believe what he believes uh, or it's the right thing to do, and then also what Joe brought up about the flag and the symbolic nature of it, and is is it the symbolism or is it you know in the words being said or is it the actions that, that speak louder than the words? I go with the actions. Um, but it also, you know, the conversation we had makes me question too, you know, what am I willing to die for? What do I stand for? And um, I think a little bit more reflection on my part is due. And uh, we'd love to know what the listeners have to think as well. So, uh, you know, share our episode if you can. Check us out, theobviousquestion.wordpress.com. Check us out on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes Radio, the usual suspects. And, um, you know, have a listen and, and share your thoughts. Until next time, thanks.